Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessier of WrestleZone.com, joined by Robert D. Felice tonight. Robert, how you doing? I'm good, Colin. It's not Friday, which is a shame. It's not the end of the week. It's the beginning. But I'm here with you. That's always a good thing. It's Monday night. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. That's what we're here to do. And just, I, I want to thank Robert right where we start off here. Robert <laughs> stepped in tonight. I appreciate him. John Clark is out tonight. He was at the Pittsburgh Pirates hockey game, so hopefully he's having a good time. I hope they won. There. I, I mean, if you're going to go... Well, <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully you had a fun trip uh, and I'm, I'm very excited to be joined by robert tonight uh, before we get into raw i want to remind you all of this show like everything we do here at wrestle zone is available on any number of streaming platforms or at soundcloud spotify youtube our podcast whatever it may be we've probably got you covered so leave a like and subscribe we appreciate you now uh michael ken the comments right oh two people right away uh disagreeing with some of the consensus i was seeing because robert i i thought that raw was uh wasn't bad tonight you know i thought raw like we're talking about raw here i i my bar is so low um that's you know, what it tonight. is the bar is low <laughs> they have reached the low bar uh i got one positive comment here dj cassier being like you know woods and riddle they had a great match i thought the wrestling on this show was superb it was to the point where they clearly relied on like three matches to kind of bolster the show and then whatever else happened towards the end, it didn't feel as important as the middle of the show wrestling matches, like the one that kicked off the show, for example. Yeah. Um, and that was Drew McIntyre. Well, we, we can get into that as well. Uh, that was Drew McIntyre face, facing Kofi Kingston. Now, Kofi Kingston, uh, Kofi Mania 2 is here. You know, last week he beat Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton the same night. And that was no fluke. Tonight he came out and said, hey, Drew McIntyre, you had, you had your shot. I want mine. And he, uh, he pointed out some facts. He said, I never got my shot uh, at the WWE title after I lost it, unfortunately, in eight seconds uh, to Brock Lesnar way back when. But uh, so, of course, I mean, that was a, a very logical explanation there. And well, but now if you remember, he was not owed a rematch because they were very clear right around the time that they told us that we are the authority and they weren't doing automatic rematches, so he was not owed a rematch. That's fair, but to me, like, he deserved a rematch. Like, come on, you know. And the fact that he never got one, I think, is more of the problem here, where it's like, even if it was an automatic rematch, he should have gotten something. And instead, like, right after he lost the title back then, he's been in the tag division ever since. Uh, and then for a while, last year, he took some time off. So this is his first time back in the main event scene, and he's killing it. I mean, he and Drew McIntyre went out there. I'll, uh, just to uh, explain, this was some very logical storytelling. He came out there and said, hey, Drew, you ha you haven't beaten Bobby Lashley. I did. So I, I should be the one facing him at the, at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And Robert, this is the relief of some logical booking here. It may be predictable, but it's logical. It's yeah, fiction, you know, I, I do think it's logical. I do like the idea of not Kofi Mania 2 because you can't do it twice. But the sequel would be the summer of Kofi. I like the idea of a summer of Kofi. God knows we need some positive energy when the fans come back. And it's not anybody that they had plugging the show. I took that back. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was a masterclass. Compared to the other promos, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm big on Kofi here. I, I, I think he should win. I don't. I didn't realize how much I missed him in the main event scene. Let alone kind of wanted wanting him to see potentially win the title here. Like you know, I I I can see the path forward where yeah, it's not Kofi Mania too, but 
could happen. Uh, there, there's some chance we might get another three-way. I wouldn't expect that the month after we got a, a triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash, but that could be an option. Um, I wouldn't expect Kofi to beat Bible Ash one-on-one. Uh, but I mean, hey, he he held his own with Drew McIntyre, so clearly they're kind of at least making you think they're they're rolling with Kofi Kingston here, and that we're going to get another. Uh, they're going to they literally said they're going to run it back next week. We're going to get Kingston and uh, McIntyre again. Bobby Lashley uh, kind of ruined this match here. We get ran and attacked them both. It was a long match to open the show. Uh, after they've set it up, you know, it was just it was a pay per view quality match. I liked it, uh, and yeah, I I was I think most people are frustrated that they kind of want that route where rather than having somebody win, they just said, oh, we're going to, you know, kind of kick it to next week and deal with it then. Um, Do you blame them? No, no. You know, and I I, I immediately tweeted like, hey, you know, if if it's a good match and if if it's whether it's Kingston getting another shot at the title or if it is a triple match, I would like it. Uh, But hey, Kofi Mania 2 or or I'll say, like you said, the summer of Punk. I'm here for it, and I'm hopeful because literally the second COVID came out, I'm like, it's funny how adding new people into the main event scene shakes it up and, and makes it fresh. You know, like it's so simple. And then we got the logical booking where it's like King, Kingston said, "I pin the champion, therefore I should get I should get a title shot." It makes sense, and so often all I but want is for stuff what, to make sense, Robert. Yes, and it does make sense, and that's great. But the damn bar is so low. And there are points in this show we're going to talk about how low the bar is. And I, I just don't understand how we've gotten here. I I have, I have a similar thought, but in a very different way. Where, like, again, my my sheer relief of the fact that Raw wasn't, like, obnoxiously bad tonight. I was just like, it's, it's a good day. You know, it wasn't perfect. There was some stuff that I did not like at all. But some weeks I struggle to find some good things to say. Period. So and this week there's stuff I liked, and for for Raw that's a win in my book. And it is a problem that that's all it takes me to say that that it was a good show or that I liked it. But that's what that is where we are. Like and and I don't exactly know how we got here, but it didn't happen overnight. But that is where we are, and we just kind of have to roll with that. Uh, but we let's can, let's talk about you know coming out of the WWE Championship number one contenders match, which ended in no contest. We get a backstage with Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and God bless her, Nikki Cross. <laughs> and we, this is where I talk about the bar being so low. Nikki Cross, former women's tag team champion who had like bangers with Asuka in NXT, is now just like, oh, can, can you put me in the ring for two minutes? And they're like, Charlotte does the I can beat her in two minutes. But I'm busy tonight. So, Rhea, you beat her in two minutes. Okay, I will. And then she doesn't. And Nikki Cross acts as though she just won the Royal Rumble for lasting not 10, not 15, not even five, two two minutes. Two. And it's not good. This is a a very low bar. This is almost a divas era level low. And I know that that word has had some resurgence. Lately, mm-hmm. where people are mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, the Divas division was great. But this style of booking is the worst of the Divas era. We're like, oh, I, I got to be in the ring for two minutes. And she forgot to pin me. I win. This was like verbal 
I won't say burial, but like this was not good for Nikki Cross in the sense that, yeah, it was great to see her back on the show. I was like, yes, we need more of this. She was back. I think it was last week for uh, she was a lumberjane in the lumberjack match. And that was great. And those are the first, for, I think the first time I can recall seeing her on Raw since they said the first she time since February, February 1st. And then she returned on main event earlier, I believe this month. And now, like, that was it. And this is, like you said, former women's tag team champion, very talented. I know the lot, she's got a lot of fans. Even here in the comments, we're getting a bunch of support for DJ Cassier saying a Nikki Cross mania for the women's title. Hey, like, kind of like, like, like I was just saying, Kofi Kingston, technically, she just beat the champion. So, yeah. And Rhea's going to embarrass her next week. Probably. Give it a week. You're probably right. Rhea is gonna. Rhea is going to act as though she should have never been in the ring with her, and that's not okay. That yeah. real. That that's not okay. And I get that it can't always be like everybody's up all the time because somebody's got to lose. But why? Why this? The- why are we acting as though Nikki Cross, who by the way had about seventeen championship matches against Bailey, Bailey last, last year? year. Last year, and now they're like, Crazy. "Oh my God, she's on TV! That's a victory, moral victory for good old Nikki." I, I don't understand, Colin. Make it make no. sense. That that's again the the very weird thing is that on the show, just the that that relief of some things that did make sense, and they turn right around and do stuff like this, uh, this situation that doesn't really benefit anybody. Because yeah, they will they will probably have Rhea just kind of destroy Nikki next week, or just kind of decisively defeat her, and then it's like, well, what's the point? Like, and then they're treating her like this local enhancement talent, whereas she's been in WWE for a while. She's been very successful. She's got a lot of fans. I don't get it, and uh, that is a shame. Right? And we're gonna, again, like I said, she's got a lot of supporters. Nessa Curse saying she's glad Nikki Cross is back. Uh, the wrestling geeks saying Nikki can be fire if they let her. Absolutely true. She she is very very talented. Uh, I think she could really do great things. And uh, yeah, the, she does. She deserves better than this. And uh, maybe I mean uh, the wrestling geeks saying she wins money in the bank. I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, okay, that would be a drastic uh, twist of fate in a good way. Uh, <laughs> She'll win it in the same passion that Otis won it. She'll stumble into her hands and she'll run around doing victory lap and act like she, she really won something. I, I think it's a damn shame that there's no line right now from, oh, you matter. You are the cornerstone of the brand or you're not on TV. It's really strange. Yeah. Uh, there, There is a very general, like, lack of logic or, or organization in that sense. And to go for show, Nando very well said here, the only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. And that's kind of the, the general God theme. God bless. That is the theme of all these Monday Night Shows. I mean, I, I tweeted out during the show tonight when they said, when they literally kind of called uh, the, the McIntyre Kingston rematch, they, they, they said they're going to run it back next week. You, you can just call Raw and like run it back Raw or, or something like that. Because, like, between the rematches and just like doing all these things over and over again, beyond this, this the lack of logic most of the time, it is just a lot of rematches. And I don't want to do bashing it. Like, again, tonight, not a bad show. There was a lot to like, and then yeah, you have stuff like this that wasn't great. Let's let's bounce back to something positive, or at least in my in my mind, it does look like we are one step closer to a Riddle heel turn because he used the RKO to beat Xavier Woods in a fantastic match, definitely match of the night on a show that was full of solid matches, and I like this a lot. To me, Xavier Woods, everybody sleeps on him. I I I often kind of forget how good he is in the ring. 
Uh, but this was a great match. Riddle looked great because everyone's really brought his A game. I enjoyed this a lot. Riddle brought, uh, brought out the RKO to, to get the win. And then he, he took uh, Randy Orton's classic, you know, taunt on the, on the ropes there to really kind of uh, drive the point home that his the influence of Randy Orton is uh, very powerful on, on Riddle. And I like that. I like that kind of. It's a little different. And I, I, I again, more often than not, if it's different, I am at least willing to try it out. Uh, and I, I've been saying it for weeks and weeks now. I'm, I, I really, really want uh, a Riddle heel turn. And Friends of Radiant, exactly. I already boo Riddle. He comes out. I'm like, get this man off my TV. Not even for the, the stuff in his personal life or whatever. Just because I just don't like the gimmick or whatever. The, the jokes don't hit for me. Uh, but yeah, so she's saying as, as a heel, nothing will change. But hey, I mean, I the, the best babe faces can be the best heels. And you mean vice versa. old men's interpretations of what a pothead is? don't appeal to you as humor now i'll admit like some of them land for me like i thought so, bro nuts was hilarious I, yes. you know i'm not a fan of the scooter the oscar oh i forgot my line thing was funny in the worst possible <laughs> way but it was funny but i don't think this is a heel turn guys i think this is just him being like Hey, Randy, I love you. Don't you love me? And he, then Randy's going to RKO him. And it's going to be, oh, oh, you don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I will, I just like that it's a different route. Even if, if that's a destination, sometimes it is about the, the journey. And it's not the same exact uh, usual steps we get towards, oh, can they coexist? Or whatever it might be. This is something a little different. And I, and I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and the journey great... is, in fact, the destination, sir. True. Very well. It's very, uh, that is, that is, <laughs> very <laughs> profound. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I, I like it. I just I, I feel like we usually don't see something like this uh for these for these dysfunctional teams. Um and again, we, the fact that we got this great match on top of it, this this was a win for for this uh chunk of the show. This got uh -huh. this match got time and I, I liked it. Uh DJ Garcia saying match of the year contender. I would agree. You know, it is May now. We'll forget about it by December. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like we'll, we'll probably, forget about it. There, you know, like, so much we are, days. we are beyond spoiled with great wrestling. So sometimes this goes under the radar, and I, I love Woods. I think Woods is the man. I've been a fan of his since he was Consequences Creed and TNA. I forget how good he is as a wrestler, and then sometimes he gets this chance, and it's. Blows it out of the water. Yeah. And and he's he has rallied in the past to like to be the, the king of the ring if they do bring that back. <sighs> a match like tonight, I couldn't help but think like this man very well could be the king of the ring. Because like, damn, he can go. And obviously he's got the personality. And yeah, if he if even if that happens, uh it could very well turn into the next King Corbin or King Barrett, whatever you know example you want to use. But that'd be something for him. You know, where we're seeing this resurgence for Kobe Kingston, Biggie's doing the things over on SmackDown. Why not give give Woods his shot? You know, I I'd like to see that if that is something that happens. Obviously, it's not set in stone whatsoever at this point. But that was something I, I couldn't help but think tonight. Um, you know, with that with the great match from Xavier Woods, I really did like that a lot. Something I did not like. I'm not here for the Ethan Murray stuff at all. I'm I'm just not. I. They're so they're trying with these babyface uh, video, you know, segments or the uh, vignettes, if you will. Um, I'm just not I'm not buying it. I'm not getting into it. And I the the obviously 
yeah, she'll, she'll have some supporters, but I don't what? see her being a baby face once she comes. Why? Why? Why is everybody? Am I too? Like, I don't want to come off as know it all here, but why would anybody think that what she's doing is baby face? Everything she's saying in her promos are. Yeah, she's a condescending asshole. Like, that's the point. She's supposed to be, like, completely condescending. She's a heel. It's great. She's going to be, like, I'm so much better than you. Look at how beautiful I am. We're, again, we are going back to that bit of the Divas division. But even Marie can pull it off because she's got charisma and spades. And I like the look. And whatever it is, whatever it leads to, even if it's only for two weeks, I'm sure it'll be important. Or at least at the very least entertaining. I hope I hope so. Are there, yeah. Again, very low bar. I just hope to be entertained for, you know, if it's for what, you know, whichever reason, you know, if, if it's like really liking it or whatever, if it's even even if it's like so bad, it's good. Just make it something, you know. Friend of the show, Aurene Fieras, and we wanted evolution too, not an evolution and saying WWE never reads the room. You get to evolution by way of the evolution. Don't you see she is here for the embetterment of the brand and the division? Don't you see how annoyed you are getting with me saying these words? That's why she's going to work as a heel. Yeah, the very kind of like what I was saying about Riddle in a very different way. It's a very natural heel, you know, based on her her previous run, based on what we're seeing now, based on again, this even if it's unfair, the general like reaction of people thinking oh you know WWE fired chelsea green mickey james the iconics and they are utilizing uh even marie now there is that kind of unfair you know bias against her in that sense this time around um so th- there is that that chance that she could very well work successfully as a heel here uh and so maybe i'm just misreading it where um you know that it feels like they're trying to establish her as a baby face, and I'm just like, I'm taking it too literally. I mean, um, I mean, Nesha Kirsch is already just like, she needs to go fire Eva. Uh, guys, guys, she hasn't even gotten to TV yet. Let's get her on TV before we fire her. Let's not go full Hade Vanson on poor Eva Marie. I don't even know if that's a reference after you get. <laughs> but look, let's not do that. I mean, I that's generally my philosophy. I try not to write anything off like before it even really starts, right? I'm we're we're only going off of these like, a couple of video segments here, uh, and pretty vague ones at that. So no, like we've got to wait and see how it goes. We got to see, you know, give it a chance, right? I think that's the fair thing to do. Uh, something that I, I gave a chance, uh, at least for last week, and and it was uh, unfortunately kind of run back this week. Robert on, on SmackDown, Bobby. Or sorry, on SmackDown, Roman Reigns is a mob boss, and it's great. I like it a lot. Now on Raw, Bobby Lashley is a very impressive champion, but he, he's a ladies' man. He's like a, and I've seen a lot of people making the comparison. He's like the Godfather. They're running out this like group of women with him. And I said it last week to John, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it. It 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 feels like this clear evidence, not evidence, but like some support for this idea that the this the the divas era kind of style here is rearing its head and and, and kind of poking up here where it's like the the woman are standing there and we then we see lashley backstage and he's surrounded by the woman and it's like it's it feels weird to like have that coexist with you know the, the woman's evolution with the, uh, bianca blair and sasha banks with all these things we've seen is there's something just kind of like 
weird about that to me. It feels like a step backwards to me. Lashley's ladies, it's tasteful. They're not like doing anything crazy. I think it adds to the package of the champion. And look, they're not hired. I'm totally fine with them using random women like this. They're not hired. And I know last week they were the talk of the social media. Social media was like, who are these women? We need to know. (laughs) So good for them. I think they're trying to show diversity in their women's division. But right now what it's looking like is Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and a whole lot of either robotic promos from people or Nikki Cross, who's just happy to be here. And I think you're going to have that level now of like the elites and then the women who are just a middle of the card until they figure out where their place is and what they want to do with this division going forward. Yeah. I just, I mean, I hope so. You know, I, the, the, like we've, we've talked about for SmackDown, you've got literally eight active women in that division. Now raw, even though they've technically got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler back, it's still like, pretty problematic where yeah it's either nikki cross generic or or you know we saw dana brooke and manny rose tonight cutting this like you know, like, like you said robotic promo but Awful. i'm happy they are the, about the fans coming back none of these Awful. promos are good robert none of them are good I, jeff, jeff hardy one was, was good and that was jeff hardy because jeff hardy apparently knows how to genuinely be excited about life because <laughs> braun Strowman. <laughs> Sounded like he was coming out of 1988 plug in the WWF superstar bars. And I he sounded so phony. Damien Priest, who should ooze charisma, sounded even worse. And he's just doing the promo in Spanish just because he can, and I get it. But then you get to uh Mandy and Dana who are just like, oh my god, I'm so happy to listen to the radio again. It's like, yeah, oh, you're preaching to the choir. Have they never read lines before or anything? Like, this just sounded terrible. Like, shoot it again. You've got all the time in the world. Yeah. Shoot it again until it sounds authentic. You know they're happy to be around people. That's exactly what I thought about uh, Damien Priest. Because, like, him too. I'm the same. Shoot it again. Shoot it again. Like, he's a good. I'm not hating on it. We're not. We're saying he's capable of better, and we don't know where it was tonight because they're just like, hey, read these words verbatim, and you can go back and to doing whatever you're doing. It's what happened here. I thought this this promo like kind of was detrimental to Priest because, yeah, we do know he's capable of more, and then kind of running this out there makes him look bad and we're not <laughs> standing up for her man but we're not slandering damien we're just saying the man is is he's great and, and you know he we know he can do better and again the, like most of the time when you have problematic promos like this it does kind of come back to the writing or or their the way they handle it if it is like robert you said you know telling them to read it verbatim and you know, if, if they're not great lines or whatever if there's no room for you know flexibility like that then it is kind of problematic like that so i i didn't like that i joked when when the, uh, the Braun Strowman promo came on he was like you know all aboard the Strowman express and it was so what did, what did he I'm say like, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't like trains <laughs> what, did, what did he say i'm the uh the conductor, conductor of destruction yeah. like Man. okay oh great and that's why you're not in the title picture anymore like what happened here man i f- i hope this was kind of like 
at least for now, a one-off because this was Raw's first show since the announcement uh, on Friday, I believe. Uh, hopefully, we'll kind of like put this to bed until it's just about time uh, for their oh, turn. Oh, no, back. we're going to get them on SmackDown. And hopefully, Bailey will know how to cut a promo and can say ding-dong hello and invite the WWE Universe back or just anybody outside, Big E, anybody say, yeah. outside of like what we saw tonight. They need more genuine personality because you can't i don't know how you botch this you you gotta be excited about people like yeah how, how do you how do you get this wrong apparently somehow they did and again it's, i don't think it's a reflection of the talent uh and i don't even <laughs> want to say like the writing team like wrote it poorly it was just maybe a combination of the two or just the way that it was handled like i said if uh, at wrestlemania we saw great like kind of improv promos they could have maybe they could have done that and just let the wrestlers actually talk about hey fans going back that's cool like you know whatever and i i maybe and maybe jeff hardy got to do that because he's a veteran because he's experienced whatever um i think maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why this was better i like this comment from finish nando definitely has all this steak but they want to make sloppy joes out of him. yep they listen i never out, I... it's kind of sloppy I, I never want to hear that comparison again. That's that's a terrible thing to do. That's like the reverse of a leprechaun with a pot of gold. I mean, that's awful. And so were these promos. Except, again, Jeff Hardy, who just seemed so alive and can fill a room with so much excitement. I Jeff is great. Yeah, and I, I, I thought this was good for him. It makes me think that maybe he'll be... Uh, you know, maybe back in the mix here uh, when he's when the, I should say when the fans return, when Dudley gets back to quote unquote normalcy, you know, maybe he'll do something for him rather than what we've seen recently. I know he's been dealing with some personal things, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's something for him. And I hope there is because he's obviously a very talented guy. Fans love him. So that would be great. Uh, one thing I, I, I mean, like they're in Texas when they come back. I'm not saying that he's coming back. I'm just saying it'd be really cool if he did. Jeff? All right, well, Jeff, but I, I'm looking at these comments about uh, Keith. Keith oh, Lee, yeah. who, who I know have, has been dealing with his own personal issues, and people want him back, and I want him back. And As do I. I want, Je- I want Jeff to be WWE champion again. You know, I think that one of the biggest mistakes of the last 10 years was not just going full uh top baby face on Jeff Hardy because that guy is still over. I guarantee you he still gets the kids crazy. He still gets the women crazy. Guys still want to be Jeff Hardy and he's like rounding the corner to mid 40s and the people still want to be Jeff Hardy. So run with Jeff. They could. I mean you see still got that you know general support general popularity. He's still a very big star. Uh but it does feel like in a lot of ways his, his stock has been really damaged in a lot of ways since because they did not like you just said they did not go with that that top run for him uh he, he lost to Jinder Mahal a couple weeks ago he's been on main event recently um I I and I think like he lost several matches so the last I can recall he was losing several matches in a row to Bobby Lashley uh that was back in the fall so uh, kind of like we we're saying about Nikki Cross that, that'd be a drastic uh, you know, reversal there, and and maybe it's not too late to like to to you know build them back up, but they're gonna have to like make some major moves in order to do so. Really, like if that's something I hope to do, uh, you know, really kind of get get with it, because yeah, he is you know uh, getting up there in age now, so 
clock's ticking. So if they, that, that is something they, again, they could do, but you know, they're running out of time to do so. Jeff Hardy um, will live forever. Don't you say clock's ticking? Wasn't he in the TNA group immortal? He was. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He is, he's immortal. Speaking of the TNA group immortal, let's talk about Jackson Riker, Perfect. formerly known as Gunner, defeating AJ Styles. What happened here? Oh, man. I saw some comments some some comments about this you know and we don't have to get into the jackson maker his personal stuff or whatever but this was very surprising where like there is there is that that negative publicity the negative buzz i guess for lack of a better word around Riker, and he beat aj styles tonight a former wwe champion one in of three the minutes very, i'm being told yeah one of the very best uh wrestlers in the world uh you know elias helped him win it was kind of a, a wonky win like that um, but man, I, we saw it last week where Riker and, uh, Elias kind of set up this feud for the tag titles, neither team clearly a face, but it's fine. Uh, it's easy to cheer almost now. Almost is freaking cool. You know, he's running out there, he's doing pounces and he's, you know, towering over people and just a monster. Uh, so that's kind of, that's cool. Uh, I think it makes more sense to cheer him at this point and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of hard to overlook those those concerns about uh, Riker and you know, kind of his background like that. You know, we saw what happened with the Forgotten Sons and, you know, their push got entirely just dropped, you know, when he was uh, making some negative headlines about way back when. Oh, that was only, I think that was like, what, a, pretty much a year ago. About a year ago. Yeah. Uh, getting um, there. But and now he's pinning AJ Styles, so you know, good for him. Clearly, they, they think highly of him. So... You know, he looks like he's here to stay for now. You know, he has a victory over Sting uh, from TNA. I want you to know that like, this guy crazy. has pinned Sting. He's pinned AJ Styles. If he wasn't making negative headlines, maybe he could be world champion material. Not being maybe. AJ in three minutes. I don't want to see that again. But obviously no. there's something here. Like, and look. look. Here's the deal. And I know everybody wants us to like, hey, but what about this? Listen, if they're going to run with him. We got to talk about him. So I'm not going to harp on the negative stuff that they've clearly moved past because they're going to run with him. Yeah. And that's true. A lot of people, by and large, are their exceptions. Velveteen Dream got released uh, just last week. But, you know, guys like Riddle, now we have Riker. These, um, plenty of people have these at least question marks. And it's not, do we, they're, all the time you see, you know that they still get pushed or or you know put in these successful situations so yeah we do have to just kind of roll with it and try and judge it based on purely the, the in-ring stuff the storyline stuff and you know yeah because if they're gonna kind of move past the other stuff then we have to try and do our job and do it too so right uh for Riker, but yeah putting it styles in three minutes especially it's a pretty big win for him clearly they they do think and highly enough for them to for to, to go in that direction so uh i would i would expect to see at least Riker and elias challenge their tag titles maybe hell in the cell could, could uh, kind of feels like where we're going at this point um don't think they didn't necessarily win but we did just see Riker pin style so they 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 might wind up doing that uh but i'm curious about it i want something else i'm curious about my man ricochet Still in the U.S. title scene, I thought they kind of just like plugged him in there when Humberto Carrillo got uh, potentially hurt, but Humberto was back tonight. 
and Rick Shea was still there. So now, like DJ Cassie wondering, could we see a, a triple threat match for the US title? And I think that'd be a great match. What happened to Mansoor? <laughs> what happened to poor Mansoor? Come on, fatal four way. Where's Mansoor? Where is Mansoor? He the defeated guy was up uh, Cedric Alexander, who defeated Shelton Benjamin on TV. I think, you know, I, I, I think Mansoor deserves something. Something. You know, I, I, I'm i still pretty darn upset about the fact that this man had a 49-match winning streak, and Humberto Carrillo went in there and just took it away from him via DQ. Uh, so definitely he has, you know, he, he's got, you know, a reason to, to challenge Sheamus to get in there. Uh, but we haven't seen him since since then, if I can recall, on Raw. Uh, but and then yeah, like you said, uh, Cedric Alexander lost to was it uh, Mansoor. Mansoor yeah. main event, so you yeah. know it counts. Listen, it sure. counts. I want I, you to know it counts. I've long thought they should make main event like AW Dark. Make it at least matter in the sense that like the matches are important. You know, they can say, "Oh, this guy beat that guy," and then that's why he's getting this match or whatever. They don't do that. They, it's usually like this, like either just confi- seemingly random matches or, you know, testing, you know, that we saw Jinder Mahal come back on main event, but right before he came back, uh, that's something I, I wish they would do a little more. Just like use that show as, as, you know, again, like dark, like a, like an enhancement show in that sense. And then they probably won't, but that, that's just my two cents on it. Uh, I do like, I, I would like to see the triple, triple threat match. Uh, you know, I think that'd be a great match. We also we saw another rematch tonight on, again, a card full of them. Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Nezhen faced off again tonight. Uh, I'm very glad these two guys are actually getting something here um, where it's a feud, right? That where the, the Herb business break, broke up. I was worried that one, if not both of these guys would kind of be thrown into the, into, the, into, the, into the wind essentially the kind of just thrown to kind of uh toil in the back and, and catering if you will uh instead they've been feuding and they, they've traded wins here and you know they both have good matches and i thought tonight and when, when they came out for the, for this match i was like if cedric loses here i've got to worry about his future on the main roster if not in wwe itself because you know i just there there's been that kind of sen- that that kind of sense about him where it's like i don't know whether we're going with him he won tonight you cheated but at the very least and then i think uh i didn't somebody literally said like oh i, I guess you know Cedric will be sticking around or, or we haven't seen the last of Cedric or something like that and i was worried like if if, if he lost that we that maybe that would have been the last we saw of him so and that'd be a shame because he's, he's a very talented guy great cruiserweight great high flyer and now he, he kind of and a fine uh, uh heel promo saying oh shelton you washed up uh but you know it was a good match and i i like it and what do what do you think of this what do you what do you think the future kind of holds for alexander and benjamin here robert uh to be blunt i think it's amazing that they've done this much and i think they'll always be able to say oh alexander's warm we can always heat him up when we need to and benjamin will probably just be on the roster maybe he gets a performance center job yeah i mean we, we were just saying about jeff hardy so imagine getting up there in age i quickly look up his age but i know he's got to be you know at least 40 um so because he's been around for quite a while very talented guy and, I, and very much a guy that would be at least 45 that is crazy that man That's... still going strong uh you know going out there having great matches and like, good for him hats off to him um you know so no i could definitely see that it, if not like now, you know, at some point in the future. Um, so maybe he'll, he'll take up a role there. And something I've been thinking lately, Raul Taker Sanchez saying Cedric should go back to NXT. 
I think they'd be a good use for him there. Not, and then you always kind of hesitate to like think of it as a step backwards, but the the cruiserweight division down there is really strong. If you've got Santos Escobar, Kushida, uh, Swerve Scott, you I could definitely see uh, Cedric having some great matches with those guys. Um, and I think they both do deserve better than this. That's what Stephen Chambers is saying. Shelton deserves better. I'd like to see him in AEW, but then you wonder, you know, forty five is up there. Sean Smith saying it's the average AEW age. Um, For some people, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So and I, we saw tonight, Sheldon can still go. Like if he wants to, he he could go anywhere and, and have at least you know, another little run of some sort. Um, but no, I do I do wonder where you know we where these guys are going, where whether it's WWE with the main roster, NXT, elsewhere. Uh, they are they're both very talented, and they they both deserve great success. Like wherever it may be, because I I was enjoy I I uh, enjoyed this match and it was good. I liked it. Uh, but I that thought wasn't back in my mind. Where I do wonder where uh, what the future holds for these guys because it is a little unclear like that. Um, something that wasn't so unclear was that we haven't talked about it yet. The end of the show, uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler challenged once again for the women's tag titles. We've seen this match so many times recently, uh, and I was out, Robert. I was hoping, 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 hoping this would be it. This would be the end. This would be the split. Jackson Baszler, and they're making us wait at least a little bit more. Uh, basically, N- N- Natalia and Tamina retained the tag titles tonight against Jackson Baszler. Yet again, uh, a-, a burst of flames ca- cost them the match here. Robert, when when Reginald walked to the back to set up to set this up, Baszler yelled at him. He pretty much cost her the win. She's like, "Oh, I'm I'm done with you. Go go away." He walked to the back, and rather than like the ring post bursting the flame, he get, there's this whole wall of flame, and and it looks like Reginald was like literally like kind of engulfed by it for a second he literally walked right into it and i literally thought like did this man just get like burned alive on, on live tv here like are they are they are they, are they doing the, the fiend thing where they're just like this man's like just gonna disappear uh no no he's fine he he, he walked into fire and and lived to tell the tale um Baszler, well the fire went up around him and maybe it was you know. just the visual though he walked kind of like into it and like it was the way it was shot i i and whether it was intentional or not I, I if they didn't show the replay where they showed it coming up from the sides i think it would have looked better um reggie again gets a high class intergender match next week fight Shayna baszler i do think alexa was supposed to be on the show she's she uh, posted on Instagram that her pig, uh, Larry Steve, is undergoing some health issues. So we hope all is well on that front. But maybe that's why Alexis isn't on the show and they had to drag it out. But Shayna, yeah. Shayna versus Reginald could be a good write-off for the Reginald character, honestly. Shayna could Let's probably him. tear him limb <laughs> from limb. And I think that'd be a great uh, write-off. Yeah. And it kind of feels like well, that's where we're going. You know, this was tonight's big like show closing angle. We we are, we'd already gotten the McIntyre Kofi thing set up before that. This was the main event here, the tag title match, and then the 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 ending angle for the show was Baszler saying, you know, you know, if you, if you've got the balls, face me next week, um, and that was it. So that would make me expect something big next week. If it's Reginald getting written off, if it's uh, Bliss returning and you know making her presence known again. Uh, I saw seeing some comments comparing uh, the the flames to Kane's powers here rather than Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss with those Kane like powers of the fire. Uh, but yeah, I, I what will happened say, to Bray Wyatt? What happened to Mason T Bar? What happened? Um, what happened to people? Like they just they just have sort of fallen off the face of the earth. Mason T Bar are just gone after playing roles in the Raw after Mania. Uh, Bray Wyatt is gone again. 
Uh, yeah, it's weird, I, man. I think the coolest thing about this is that Tamina got to be in a Raw main event. Yeah. And Natty, too, because I don't think Natty's ever gotten to do that. Yeah. So that was the coolest thing about this. Hopefully now we can move on from all of this and, you know, get Shane, uh, not Shane, and get Tamina and Natty some new competition. I agreed. Likewise, I hope, I've been saying this for months, and Raul Taker Sanchez saying it, you know, Shane needs to get back to the basics, of, like, well, kind of like we saw when she first arrived on the main roster, just this dominant force, and he's saying, uh, retake that road to the Raw Women's title. I'd like to see that, even if it takes some time, just to build her back up, have her challenge Ray Ripley, that'd be a great match. Uh, potentially Charlotte Flair, I think that'd be a good match as well. Um, you know, so I, I hope to see that as as kind of a, a consequence of a potential breakup of Jackson Baszler Hoping that happens next week. Really hoping. Uh, but yeah, no, it is very weird. A lot of the roster, you know, you mentioned, you know, or just in general, you know, Jinder Mahal, uh, Bray Wyatt, Ma- Mason Tibar, the, the Viking Raiders, a bunch of people. Well, uh, we didn't see uh, Angel Garza this week, and he'd been featured recently. Uh, but that's kind of just in the nature of the beast, obviously. Not everyone's going to be on show every week. But those guys have been kind of absent for a while, like Mason Tibar had been featured, now they're gone. Bray Wyatt has been absent, I think, since right around WrestleMania time after the fact. Um, it's weird, and, and you know, hopefully we're, we're we're rounding into the summer here. So I'm hopefully with somebody, especially a guy like Bray Wyatt. Hopefully he'll be back in the fold sooner or later. Uh, before we just, uh, I want to overlook it. We got to see another match between Charlotte Flair and Asuka tonight, and that came off the the uh, before we got uh, out. It was that match. Then we got the announcement that Charlotte will challenge Ray Ripley at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view next month for the title. Definitely out of history there. That'll be good. But Robert, they've managed to make Charlotte and Asuka into a, an ordinary match. A match that was a major WrestleMania match uh, that, that even just last year felt like a, a, a pretty darn big Raw match. Now we've seen it, I think, like two or three times in recent weeks. And so it just feels like just in the match. So I'll admit it, you know, when I have a match like this, where, you know, unless something kind of storytelling wise happens, I'll turn my brain off. I'll be like, all right, you know, these two are wrestling. It's going to be a good match. I know that I'll, I'll watch it, but like, I'm not really like feeling it. So I'll just kind of like half watch, you know, granted I'm more like, you know, I'm writing stuff up and doing news anyway, admittedly. Uh, but then I forgive myself for a match like this. Cause like, they, especially tonight, they got a lot of time. So I'm sitting there like, all right, I'm going to hang out because like I've seen this match recently. I, I know kind of what they're going to do roughly because it's like they're going to have a good match and then, you know, great. They're both very good. But, you know, then Charlotte won tonight and that kind of more just yet again, 50-50 where Oscar beater, I think it was last week. Now Charlotte won and I'm like, all right. So and then she gets this title shot. And again, I think that'll be a great match. I'm excited for that. I think that, again, there's a history. There's that story. Um, but I don't know, like tonight it was, it was just weird at, at times. Yeah. The great interaction, but you look at a match like McIntyre Kingston, you know, the, the DQ ending, uh, Riddle and Woods definitely that, that match is like kind of on its own. Great match, great storytelling. I liked it, you know, great outcome, uh, with Riddle and RKO. Uh, I like Alexander Benjamin, but the, this match with Flair and Asuka is like, all right, it's, yeah, it's a great match, but so what in a way, right? Right. And I'll never say so what to a great match. It's just we've seen too many of them. And at this point, we're spoiled. Yeah. And I just think it's a shame that even though Asuka won, they're just like, yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, Time for Charlotte to be uh, on top with Rhea. This is their first match since uh, WrestleMania last year. So that's exciting. Yeah. And I think I think Charlotte wins, actually. 
We're getting some thoughts uh, on that in the comments. Yeah, looks like it could happen. Now, I, I picked Charlotte for WrestleMania Backlash. I also thought there was a small chance that this match could be in the cage. Yeah, they haven't do. announced anything that could potentially be in the cage. So everything remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah. But I think Charlotte Flair could come out with number 14. 14 here. Yeah, I, I, w- I, would, I would expect that, you know, that we're going to kind of like just over time continue. I would ex- I would expect to see Charlotte, uh, you know, pick up those title wins and at the very least come closer to Ric Flair, her father's record, you know, or uh, that's just, a, I, you know, the, just the that that general like connection, you know, Ric Flair held that record for, for forever. And so getting Charlotte at least to tie with him, I, I imagine that's kind of the ultimate goal, if not break it. Uh, and she's definitely not too far from it. So. Um, I like it. Um, the, the, this will be a good story. That'll be a good match. I would expect that'll be in the cage. They have the history there. And like you said, right now it's like kind of up in the air. What will, what will be in a Hell in a Cell match, but that one would be kind of one of my leading contenders for Raw, at least. Uh, before we get out of here, Robert, do you want to rate the show tonight? Scale of one to 10, just what, what you thought about it. Ah, seven. Yeah. I'm not offended. You know, like <laughs> I'm not, you didn't hurt my feelings. Maybe, maybe you heard Nikki Cross's feelings because she's got to act like she's excited about two minutes, you know, but you didn't hurt my feelings. So seven. I'm going to go for a seven for the exact same reason, because a lot of weeks I struggle to go any higher than a seven, you know, even on a good week. And this was a good week. I liked it uh, for me. Good matches had some complaints, something that I didn't like so much, but a lot of things I did like. So I, I would feel wrong giving it anything less than a seven because I thought it was a good show. Uh, some people didn't like it so much. We got, again, some comments way early on saying it was a bad show. Michael Kent with a 5.5. Nesh Chris with a 7.5, though. Uh, Stephen Chambers with a 6.5. Laura Rock with a 7.1. Uh, Jason Mark Campbell with a 5. So, you know, there's kind of a, a you know a range here. Nesh Chris with a 7.5. Um, to Being told it. that the Islanders beat the Penguins. So John will be upset when he has to work. Yeah. Ah, what are you going to do? But he will be working, and he'll be here. Yes, he will. You, Colin. Yes. Reviewing NXT with Prime Target. You got Cross and Balor. You got Bronson Reed. You got the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, on the show. So big NXT and come back here for Colin and John to review it. Colin is doing all things Ring of Honor, reviewing the show every week, interviewing the talent. There is nobody covering Ring of Honor the way that Colin does here for WrestleZone. So you need to be checking that out. Also, we got shows... For after SmackDown, which will be on Saturday this week because Dynamite is on Friday of SmackDown. Um, we got interviews, interviews, Colin, with names like Mike Bennett. Uh, Dominic interviewed Les Thatcher. We got interviews with AEW stars, upcoming ones, former WWE champions that you know. Stay tuned to this WrestleZone feed because it's, it's, it's one of the most diverse feeds you can get in wrestling. And I'm not wrong here, Colin. No, man, we got good stuff. I, like you said, I'm always covering Ring of Honor. We got uh, all our post shows. You and I do the, the SmackDown Double Down Fridays. John Clark and I will be back here tomorrow night for NXT. The, the Dynamite Dudes Attitude have your AEW coverage needs met with the, you know, talking all things AEW. They, they do WCW written um, and this was some very fun Facebook stuff. Like you mentioned, the great interviews, all this great stuff and more. Uh, make sure to tune in to the rest of the own, uh, feeds. Well, like I said, SignCloud, Spotify, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you. Uh, and as always, Robert, you know, lots, a lot of good stuff out there in the world of wrestling, especially now that things are getting back to normal. But 
uh, until we get to you know that uh, that exciting summer period where things will be somewhat normal, we got a little more time here to go. So no matter what, remember tune in here and tune into what we do here at Wrestling because no matter what, we try to help you do one thing above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.